All right, I'm here with Paul and Paul got in touch with me. Oh, was that about a month ago or so? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, in response to watching some of the videos that I've been putting out and um, had some really interesting insights to share. So would you mind um, first saying a little bit about yourself, Paul? Sure, sure. Um, I am a uh, pre-licensed counselor. Um, I graduated from a KCREP program. Um, so um, let's see where to start with that. Um, so I'm post-masters. So I have my, my graduate degree in clinical mental health counseling. Um, but I'm pre-licensed in the state that I work in. Uh, so basically, after you graduate from a from a master's program, you have to jump through so many hoops in order to get licensed in that state. Mostly, it's it's to accrue a certain amount of hours, get a certain amount of um, supervision hours, and uh, pass a, a clinical licensing exam. Um, depending on what state you work in, it varies. But um, so I'm in that window right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated from a KCREP program. Mm-hmm. Uh, KCREP. If you know, if anybody watching doesn't know what KCREP is, it's the Council for the Accreditation of Counseling and Related Educational Programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, what they are—they're an accrediting body, body that um, that accredits counseling programs. Mm-hmm. They're kind of in cahoots with the ACA. To what extent that is, I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure. And that's the American kind of, Counseling Association, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like the American Counseling Association, KCREP. MBCC, which is the National Board for Certifying Counselors, and they make the testing, like the licensure exams, they're kind of all buddies. To mm-hmm. what extent and how they all affect each other, there's some influence or some friendship there to some extent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so KCREP accredits counseling programs. They have different standards for what the those programs need to have. Um, there's eight common core areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the same eight common core areas that MBCC tests on okay. uh, when you get your licensing exam. Um, now, not all counseling programs have to be KCREP accredited. Mm-hmm. What the KCREP, what KCREP says is that if you go to a KCREP program, first off, it's considered high, higher quality. Mm-hmm. I don't know by whom, mm-hmm. but they say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, whether or not that's the case, I'm, you can make the argument, at least they make the argument, it's considered higher quality. Um, but what's for certain is that your pathway to licensure when you're in this little window that I'm in, mm-hmm. no matter what, it's definitely easier if you have gone to a KCREP program because all those hoops that I mentioned, if mm-hmm. you don't go to a KCREP program, there's a lot more hoops to mm-hmm. jump through. You have to do more more supervision hours and more yeah. internship work or something. A lot more stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot more stuff. I mean, you probably mm-hmm. have to take more classes, to, again, depending on what state you're in. So it streamlines um, the process and it gives you some sort of, it's like some little gold star on your, right. on your education. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, the, if you, if you look at KCREP, it's really easy to look at their website. Mm-hmm. Um, there's dozens and dozens and maybe even hundreds. I don't know. There's a lot of KCREP programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like Ivy League programs necessarily, mm-hmm. um, and that's not. I'm not trying to denigrate mm-hmm. any programs out there, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's. Um, it, there's a lot of schools. It's not mm-hmm. like there's a lot of schools on there that you probably don't recognize. Mm-hmm. So so it's um, not it's not very exclusive. It's just a, one pathway a school can take. Very well said. Lisa. Okay. Very well said. Antioch is K-Crep, K-Crep accredited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a tongue twister. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I reached out um, to you, mm-hmm. and I think I think first off, I was just saying I, I appreciate what you're doing. I just kind of wanted to say I stand in solidarity with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of exchanged a little bit, and I said, "Well, I, my program um, when I was in grad school was actually pretty." It was actually pretty gentle. I, I didn't experience a whole lot of um, difficulties with the material. Well, I would say in the experience I had with my mm-hmm. professors and my peers, mm-hmm. um, but um, I was more concerned with the material that was presented because going to a KCREP accredited program, it was still, or the material was still presented in terms of uh, what I took issue with was um, the social justice and multicultural competencies, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, a weird thing to say that I take issue with that, uh, because I think part of the part of the uh, modus operandi here is to couch some of these things in language that mm-hmm. sounds good, mm-hmm. absolutely, and, and we want to be good, mm-hmm. um, but I think underneath it has some things underneath it that aren't good, mm-hmm. um, because after all, who would be against social justice, right? Who would right. be against um, diversity, mm-hmm. or inclusion, or equity? You know, who wouldn't be? Who would be against including people or mm-hmm. treating people fairly? And mm-hmm. I'm certainly not against those things, but um, that's not all there is to those things. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I think, you know, in you sharing your story, that was kind of what what happened to you. Is you're like, this is not what I thought was mm-hmm. yeah, what it you was. Start, start to realize that these are terms of art that cover mm-hmm. a concept that is not easily intuited by just looking at the cover words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, I think a good word for it is like a veneer, you know, mm-hmm. or, or a facade even, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the KCREP standards, I think, is what kind of instills that into the program. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, again, like I said, there's eight common core areas. Um, one of them is called, again, it's a nice a nice term so social and cultural diversity okay um that's one area of the kcrep standards now the last time that they wrote the kcrep standards was in 2016. Mm-hmm. they have a new draft coming down the pipeline next year in 2024. again you can look this up it's free to the public you can go to kcrep's website you can look at their standards that they're about to they just released a final draft i think in november was their final draft um or no it was a september they stopped accepting feedback in November is what it was. Um, now the the area on social and cultural diversity, which I think is p- point two in the common core, mm-hmm. it's become even more, um, we use the word, I, I use the word veneer facade. Mm-hmm. It's become a little bit more uh, emboldened in its language in okay. 2024. It's less um, cryptic. Okay. Okay, so it's using like there's actually diversity, equity, and inclusion is in the language now. Okay, so uh, I think the ability for universities that are KCREP accredited to not, or, or let's say, the ability for KCREP universities to um, have to indoctrinate their students is becoming more mandated by the KCREP standards. Okay, so before you might have been able to get away with sort of touching on these topics mm-hmm. in 
your own way at a university. Correct. And sort of like you said in your program, you said it was gentle. Mm -hmm. And I I guess I'm taking that to to mean that you, you didn't feel like you were you had the ideology kind of shoved down your throat. You felt like it was touched on and, and mentioned, but you were free to think your own way. So, yeah. Well, let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. The, my, my professors weren't, yeah, weren't shoving it down us, our throats. Okay. Um, at the same time, they weren't pulling any punches. Okay. How um, so? The material that was in um, textbooks, uh-huh. um, which were probably the same that you'd, find at any K-Crep program. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to drop any names, but I know the names of the, you know, textbooks and stuff is probably the same that you get anywhere. Like the, like the Daryl Wing Sue book. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't have Daryl Wing Sue's book, mm-hmm. but I was presented with videos of Daryl Wing Sue. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, okay. it was, we watch videos on, you know, microaggressions, mm-hmm. you know, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. I mean, that material was presented to us. Okay. Um, he's the guy who coined the term microaggression. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think he's behind the whole concept of cultural competency, or at least was involved in developing that. Well, that makes that sense. Framework. That makes sense. I, yeah. I could be wrong on that, but I believe that's true. I think you're right. Uh, his, I, I know he wrote in the eighties, he wrote a book on multicultural competency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you look at what his beliefs are, you understand how this is being informed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, he was definitely doing this really early on. And if he wasn't Mm -hmm. the first to do it, he was doing it really early on. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it was all that sort of stuff, right? And Mm -hmm. so we were being presented with this. Mm -hmm. But I would say that if, if I or any of my peers said, you know, I don't really feel that this is helpful for the clinical setting. Mm-hmm. We weren't met with, well, you're a white supremacist. Okay. But I'll just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. We weren't met with that. So there was an actual engagement Dialogue. and, and yes. okay, discussion Correct. around that. Correct. Okay. Okay. And I'm not saying that nobody anywhere in my program ever said anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'm, when I, I never saw anything like that. So, so you don't feel like it was just swallowed whole? Correct. Okay. Correct. I, I, I think, I think some of my peers swallowed it whole. Mm-hmm. I know that some of my mm-hmm. peers swallowed it whole. Um, but it was very, my, the, the, the pedagogy that my professors took was very non-directive when it came to that. Okay. Okay. And I could kind that of, makes sense. I could kind of feel a spirit of like, we're going to, we're going to t- kind of take a non-directive approach with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and you were telling me that you felt that one of the factors that might have insulated you somewhat was the fact that it was a Christian university. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. there maybe was a, a buffer there. Yeah. Between and religion I, and ideology. Yeah. I think, I think the ideology that's behind uh, this is, you know, like many people have said, this isn't my original idea. Uh, it's religion. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it gets into that realm of religion where you mm-hmm. question the orthodoxy and then you get, you get in trouble for it. You have to mm-hmm. confess your sins and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think with an institution that has a foundational religious underpinning to it, mm-hmm. it was kind of be, it would kind of be insulated, like you said, to that, mm-hmm. to, to, uh, you know, that's not to say that, um, you know, I remember when I first applied to the university, I spoke to the director of the program and he said, you're going to have people in the program that are not Christians. You're going to have people mm-hmm. in the program that are Muslim. You're going to have people in the program that are Jewish, who are atheists, who 
are, you know, different backgrounds. You're going to have people who are straight, who are uh, gay, who are transgender. And we did. Mm-hmm. It was not like we don't let people in who aren't Christian and tow the Christian party line or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, um, you know, to use the word in probably its appropriate term, it was diverse, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, yeah. in, in its real, in its, you know, appropriate term. Um, it was a diverse program, but I think it was insulated from the ideology itself. Uh, you know, we could call it woke. We could call it, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I think probably the best term that I've heard is culturally Marxist. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like cultural Marxism because I think that's, it's just a reskinning of Marxism from an economic idea mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. a cult- cultural idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think I think that was probably one thing that kind of shielded the institution from that, and maybe, and as a result, a lot of the a lot of the professorship was Christian, and so mm-hmm. maybe they 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 weren't buying it wholesale as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they didn't they didn't not teach it; they taught it, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, different K Krep programs they have to meet, they have to meet the KCREP standards. That doesn't mean they meet it in the same way. Okay. So there's different, if you look at the KCREP standards, you have those common areas mm-hmm. and then you make a kind of like a course, you make a course and then you'll say, okay, this section meets KCREP standard section two, a two. Okay. And then KCREP comes in again. This is to my understanding. Let me, um, let me clarify a couple things. I think I'm not an expert in KCREP. Mm-hmm. I think also the code of ethics dictates that these are my <laughs> opinions. These aren't, I'm not trying to be representative of the counseling profession. I think mm-hmm. the code of ethics says that I should say that at some point. Um, these are my opinions. I'm not trying to represent the whole profession here, but, um, um, but essentially different counseling education programs can meet those standards in different ways. Okay. Um, now, again, you have eight common core areas. Social and cultural diversity is one of those areas. You have mm-hmm. di- you have eight different ones like professional ethics. Mm-hmm. One of them's like, um, oh, what would be another one? Like um, theories. One would be to human growth and development mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. You just have to demonstrate that your courses are um, including elements that that meet these requirements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think under those course, uh, under each of those core um, sections, each of those eight, there's like twelve more like subpoints. Okay, so it's so pretty you to, complex. You have to really be. But it, but it's also vague at the same oh, point, okay. at the same time. Okay. You know, so you can kind of meet them in in different ways. That now, like sense. I said, in the 24, 24 KCREP standards, go look at them. It gets kind of spooky because that section on social and cultural diversity is getting a little more emboldened with its uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff. So it's really more explicit now, and uh-huh. it's not as easy to make it your own in your program. And it's spilling over into other sections. Okay, how so? So it's spilling over into other common core areas. Okay. So like it's, theories might have to include like theories from marginalized voices or something Right, like right, that. right, okay. right. Again, as far as... I don't, I'm not an expert on it. That's as far as I can tell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and again, it's, it's the final draft. 
mm-hmm. is what they have. So it's not in, it's not official yet. Right, it's not official yet. So mm-hmm. they could they could make a lot of changes to it. But as far as you as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. what's coming down the pipeline looks like it's becoming even more um, down the ideological rabbit hole mm. in that direction. That's something I wondered about. I have wondered about. I'm glad to have this conversation with you about this because I haven't spent a lot of time looking at those those standards. Um, I when I took ethics in my counseling program, I actually mm-hmm. took took ethics twice because I took it once before my transfer and once after. Um, and the first time I didn't complete it because I transferred in the middle of that semester. Where did you transfer um, from? One Antioch program to another. Oh, okay. Because of my grievance with uh, the first, I, I had a grievance against a professor okay. from the first program. Um, this okay. was the professor. I've, I did one video where I, I shared, shared some of the papers that were writ- that I'd written uh-huh. and some of her feedback. Oh, right. And at the end of this um this course, we were given a narrative evaluation and the professor's evaluation of me was that I needed to seek mental health care for my attitudes about race. Mm -hmm. And I felt that this was a really inappropriate use of her academic authority. And Mm -hmm. it was just a power play because we had Mm -hmm. a disagreement about the way that the diversity in information was being um, taught because I Mm -hmm. disagreed with the idea of race broaching and some of these other concepts. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I, uh, the way that my grievance was handled, they uh, dissuaded me from going all the way through the grievance process and offered me a transfer to another program. Okay. Um, so anyway, I, it, when I took the ethics um, course, though, one of the things that jumped out at me is that this stuff is already sort of included in the ACA ethics mm-hmm. to some mm-hmm. extent. Like we had a we had a vignette about uh, if you are a school counselor and you have a uh, Latino, Latina, they call them uh, Latinx or Latinx, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm, but uh, uh, if you have a Latina student who comes to you and wants to drop a math class, this was one of the vignettes. If you don't first talk with her about how internalized racism and misogyny could be impacting her feelings about math, you are not demonstrating cultural competency. You're not supposed to allow her to do that with first, without first exploring issues of race and gender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that's, this is coming from the ACA. It's not just this program that I'm in <laughs> where they're teaching this stuff. And it just, mm-hmm. it, it felt very anti-individualistic mm-hmm. and very, um, uh, just not at all what I would have pictured from counseling. So I started to be concerned that, um, that this was top down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have wondered about KREP, knowing that uh, Daryl Wing Su was involved in developing their cultural competency frameworks and knowing what his work looks like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has made me wonder what, what is the whole profession mm-hmm. just captive at this point? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like, like we talked about earlier, you know, the ACA and KREP and NBCC mm-hmm. kind of all being good buddies. Mm-hmm subsets sort of of each other mm-hmm. um yeah i mean what happens to one this kind of happens to the other mm-hmm. um so if um this is happening in the k-crep standards very likely that it'll happen to the code of ethics mm-hmm. as it stands right now the last time the code of ethics was revised was in 2014 that was a while ago mm-hmm. it was, pushing 11, 11 years, mm-hmm. right? Or nine years, I guess. That's why I'm in mental health, not yeah. math. Um, 
but uh, I would be surprised if the next revision of the Code of Ethics was not much more emboldened in its language of its of insisting on cultural Marxism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be I would be I would be shocked if it if it didn't have much more um, compelled. Mm-hmm. Because right now it's 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 still very neutral, and it's very contradictory as well. Like this, the information that you see. Well, there's the little nods to cultural competency, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and but also in there is a lot of really good information about non discrimination and you know just these the the way that you would hope classically mm-hmm. um, trained counseling uh, professionals would behave with their clients. Mm. So it feels like this, I wonder how they're going to resolve the contradiction, actually. I wouldn't expect that. You think you're just going to still see the contradiction? Well, I think in cultural Marxism, there's necessarily contradiction. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's what is taught in the social justice and multicultural competency Mm -hmm. courses. Mm -hmm. Here's a handful of stereotypes, (laughs) but don't be stereotypical. That is exactly right. That but here's exactly some stereotypes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have not seen more stereotype language about racial groups than I've seen in the, the class that I that I took. Mm-hmm. We're being taught just blatant right. blatant racial stereotypes. Just well, yeah, don't be prejudiced, but here's yeah. some prejudices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to be bigoted, but here's some bigotries. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. way to put it. there's no way there's really no other way of looking at it Mm -hmm. um it necessarily instills prejudices and bigotries into people it does it under a mask of compassion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it preys upon people people come into this profession because they're you know we talk about this at the beginning of our i mean the beginning of my uh counseling training Mm -hmm. program you said well, a lot of people come into this because they're natural helpers. Mm-hmm. They're natural helpers. They feel kind of a draw to it because they have this this compassionate and empathetic side to them. Mm-hmm. If they feel that way, you're going to be really, you could be very easily preyed upon. Look at all these victimized people. Look at all these people who are being oppressed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if you have an ideology that says, which by the way, Marxism does, Mm -hmm. the entire world can be conceptualized as oppressor versus oppressed, Mm -hmm. which again, you can go back and read the Communist Manifesto, not a very hard read, Mm -hmm. very short. You can read it like 45 minutes. I don't know why more people don't because of all the things that cultural Marxists and Marxists have written, it's the most coherent it's actually pretty easy to read. Um, Marx and Engels, when they write that, it's it's like section, it's like the second section when they write about the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. Our worldview is that all of human history can be wrapped up into oppressor versus oppressed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you read that now, you think, wow, this was written in 2023, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I mean, if, if I mean, it's the same. It's the same uh, issue I think we have with racism. Mm-hmm. 
because for many years we considered racism to be racism is when you have a prejudicial you're discriminatory towards somebody based on their race that was racism mm -hmm. right in, in so many words right you have a prejudice based solely on somebody's race mm -hmm. and that was we don't we don't like that mm -hmm. well now it's it's something to the effect of well no it's only if you have power and mm -hmm. you're doing that mm -hmm. if you don't have power you can't be racist if you're prejudiced against somebody because of their race but you don't have power you're not racist mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well, well now we're talking the, about some animals are more equal than others i mean it's just animal yeah. farm <laughs> right right yes. you know right yeah M massaging the rules mm -hmm. to fit your narrative correct yeah mm -hmm. So no, I don't, I don't, I don't see the, uh, that's a, that's a good, that's a good example of the contradictions, mm -hmm. some animals being more equal than others. I don't see, I don't see it, um, becoming more, uh, coherent as time goes on, mm -hmm. unless something changes about it, unless people say we're not happy with the way our profession is progressing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we don't we don't like that well what is what does this mean for you in terms of your work and how do you see um how do you see yourself responding to this and going forward what what does this do to your career outlook and just what are your thoughts i'm going to practice as long as i can mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i i'm i'm going to tell people when I think they're doing something that is inappropriate. In terms and of is, the, the regulators. Profession. Yeah. The yeah. Profession. Yes. Uh -huh. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't, I don't think it helps anybody. I don't mm -hmm. think it helps my client. Mm -hmm. I've worked with a number of different clients from a number of different backgrounds mm -hmm. and I never start from a point of their group identity. Mm -hmm. I've worked with individuals from in, in group settings, group counseling. Mm -hmm. If you've ever worked in groups, one of the biggest issues that people have coming into groups is they don't want to be minimized down to what they think group identifiers are. Okay. okay? So if you have something like a grief group and it's an open group, meaning mm -hmm. that new members can come in. Mm -hmm. if you have someone new that comes in and someone says oh i understand what that's like they'll get very defensive mm -hmm. if you, if one of their peers says something like you have you have a someone who's been there for a while oh i understand what that's like when mm -hmm. my husband passed mm -hmm. that new member is often very very defensive because not always dismissive of the uniqueness of their correct process. yeah experience correct yeah right yeah. Because they don't want to be minimized to their group identifier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You don't know me. You don't know my experience. Mm -hmm. Why would you start that? It's especially potent when you have substance abuse groups. Mm. You know. Mm. Oh, I know what it's like to have to stop drinking. Oh, you do, do you? Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, oh I know what. Insight. Well, you know what it's like to be black, do you? Mm -hmm. You know what it's like for me to have to go through what I've gone through. You know what it's mm -hmm. like to to be gay. Mm -hmm. You know what it's like to, I mean, you start, you start from that point, you're going to lose rapport like that. Mm 
Yeah. And for counselor educators to be suggesting that counselors start from there mm -hmm. is absurd. Mm -hmm. Yeah, rather than starting from a place of authentic curiosity about the other person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I believe that's what you do in that group setting is you mm -hmm. say, okay, so-and-so tell us what it's like for you. Mm -hmm. you know? And then you get into that and they share with the group and they open up and all the curative factors of groups, mm -hmm. they come out. But you don't start with, oh no, we've got you figured out. Yeah. We know all the stereotypes. Yeah. We know all the things of... Now, I mean, if any of those things apply, they'll mm -hmm. come out, mm -hmm. you know, but you start with the individual and, and it will go from there. Mm -hmm. It will go from there. If you start with the individual who's black and say, and they say, I've experienced a lot of racism. This is really hard for me because you're a white counselor. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, it. are you having a hard time with that? Let's work on that. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's not to say that that would never happen. But let's start there, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on you as an individual, rather than I watched you talk, we talked about those, those training videos, mm -hmm. Dr. Alan Ivey, who's another one of those uh, trainers, probably up there with Daryl Wing Sue. I, I, I remember watching a video where that's where he starts with yeah. a client. Now, I think, I think in that video, the context was she had suffered racism on campus okay. so maybe if somebody gets referred to you because that's why okay so it's already in the referral right script, i mean so if it's in the referral yeah. maybe you start there yeah yeah i could see that But i mean i don't think you have to go through an entire course to be like oh you talk about thing the I thing took, that they're coming in for i think i took a 12-week course on how to figure this out you know yeah yeah you know but, but yeah so um but people don't like being reduced to their group identifier you know no. I'm coming to you. I work mostly with OCD at this time. Mm -hmm. OCD. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just very rarely do I see race coming into that. Mm -hmm. Just, it's, it's, it's just not a factor very mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it seems like that's one of the, the myopic fallacies of this, this ideology is that, you know, there's so much of life that has nothing to do with these things. Mm -hmm. there, there's so much I mean the, the, these aspects of self there's interplay for sure with everything else about ourself but it's not necessary to center it the way that mm -hmm. they and that's exactly what they call for is centering mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. things yeah mm -hmm. so yeah well, these are some great examples and um, and I, I appreciate the spotlight on the on the k-crap standards because this is something that I've, I've you know I've sort of talked about but I haven't and I've given it a cursory glance but I haven't looked at the new standards that are coming out the new draft and I um, I'm not surprised to hear that it seems like this is just ramping up because that's really been my sense of things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah I'd encourage if anybody's interested is go read them mm -hmm. again they're still cryptic Mm -hmm. to some extent because mm -hmm. to to some extent they have to be yeah um they have to be because they can't make every university exactly the same because mm -hmm. every university has different funding every mm -hmm. university is just different in their goals and they have different professors and and so on but to some extent they have to be 
cryptic, even in the diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff. Here's something. When I was doing uh, kind of poking around the KCREP stuff, I looked into, okay, well, what have, what have people said about the KCREP standards? What sort of research has been done into the KCREP standards? How effective are they in teaching? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I read one paper, and this is just one thing that I read among many, where someone said, we need to be more clear in what we mean by diversity. Hmm. After all, that could mean that we want more men in the profession. Hmm. Okay. Which Not is that kind of diversity. Correct, right? Yeah. Which is very true uh, because I was, I think I, it was about a 20 to one split in my wow. cohort. Wow. In my cohort. Um, very, very, it's, it's very female dominated in the counseling mm. profession. Mm -hmm. But when I saw that, I was kind of like, okay, so you don't mean diversity then? No, not, no. We mean something you, specific. We mean quotas. Right, yeah. right. And I mean, I was kind of taken aback by that as a man, but mm -hmm. you know, that that's, after all, I mean, what was implied and wasn't said was, and we don't want that, do we? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, um, but the reason why they use the word diversity is because they can't say, mm -hmm. we don't want white men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they can't say that. It's so they have to use the word. It's coded language. Correct. Right. Yeah. They can't say we want more people of color. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, they could behind closed doors, but they can't write that because there's language against discrimination. It's a euphemism. Or I'm sorry, there's laws against mm -hmm. hiring based on race. Like mm -hmm. you can't do that. Yeah. Right. So, so it's still cryptic. Mm -hmm. It has to be to some extent. Um, but I would encourage if anybody's interested in the KCREP standards to just go read them. Um, it's it's mm -hmm. fairly, mm -hmm. it's e easy to find. Mm -hmm. um, they're about, it's about 30 pages long. Well, I'll include a link in the yeah. notes under this video. If Most of it's just like logistical information of like mm -hmm. the institution. I, I actually didn't even read that part. No, um, okay. <laughs> I was more interested in those eight in common part, areas. Yeah. But a lot of it's like logistical information and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's, I would encourage people to read it, especially the, the new one coming down the pipeline in 2024. Do you have any other recommendations you'd like to offer for people to, uh, to check out? to learn about this stuff or anything else that you think is important? Read the Communist Manifesto. Okay. Um, again, not a hard read. Mm -hmm. um, read the ACA Code of Ethics. Okay. Not a hard read. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think there's, I, 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 I don't have an issue with the Code of Ethics. Mm -hmm. I don't think. I mean, there's nothing in there that I take issue with. Um, but again, I'd be, I'd be surprised if the next one coming down the line doesn't hit me somewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think um, it's reasonable to expect that. Mm -hmm. And what about yourself? Do you have any? Um, are you on any social media that you'd like to direct people to? Not particularly. No. Okay. All right. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and yeah. um, get into this topic and share a little bit about your experience. And I hope you're able to work you know, just as long as you want to and feel Thank that you. you have the freedom to practice the way that you feel ethically guided to and not, yeah. you know, with, without too much undue pressure. Mm -hmm. I hope you're able to continue to do that. Thank you.
Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. It was good talking to you. You too.